Welcome to Podcast This Escape, the podcast in which we talk about the escape room that we did in the previous podcast. It makes sense, don't worry. Congratulations, guys, you've made it out of the room. Mere minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> But not in mere minutes, crucially. Yeah. Uh, for our listeners at home, it's been a week. But for us, it has been seconds. Minutes. We've, minutes. We've just finished the room. Uh, congratulations. You guys did really well. It was a lot of fun. Thank you very much. That was a fantastic room. We had a great time. And you did have the added challenge of this being the room where the meta puzzle had to come together with only one of you having heard all of the previous episodes. <laughs> so... Yeah, the dumb one, I hasten to point out. If Ben had heard all of them before, it would have been seconds. I'm so sorry. I um, Yeah, that really, I, I think it's because I was sitting there going, I can't wee myself while I'm recording. <laughs> I can't get up halfway through. It's like really rude. Yeah. Oh. Um, but, but no, yeah, so it was It was cool to, to be able to do this, like, connect all the stuff puzzle. Uh, but at mm. least, at least like, right, we, we asked the right questions, like, to get to what did we have in the list. Mm. Yes. Uh, which is which is where it came from. So so that that I have I have no idea who Michelle is as as a, as a, as a person as Bill. I have no idea what this is. I'm as in, I'm as I have as much information as you guys have, right? Like I I did the same thing. So I did this in the play test. Uh, I I solved the meta puzzle when we were testing the room, and I had the exact same thought. I was like, well, I'm obviously spelling out Michael without an A, and then when I got to lamp, I got I just got really <laughs> sad because um, like okay, Michael, like Michael, so missing an A. Uh, and originally in the playtest, that message was uh, mm. thieves. What are you missing? Uh, which is like, oh, maybe see, I got really caught up in this A. Like it could oh, be an A yeah. in the middle of the word. It could be. So we we changed it to what are you? What will you take next? Uh, as as mm. to to kind of gloss uh, to give a reason to avoid the Michael confusion. Um, mm. But yeah, I have no idea who Michelle is. I'm so intrigued. It's what's going to happen. Uh, but we'll get to, we'll get to that. We'll talk about that as we go. Um, so. How did you guys find that? Did you did you did you think do you think you did pretty well? Did you enjoy doing it? It was um no it was, it was really good. It was really nicely put together. Um it, a lot of fun to uh, to come in and, uh, and and give it a go. And of course yeah, was... audio escape rooms are also a specialty of yours, so you'll definitely have I don't know things that you can say, things that you can compare. Just, and I'm really looking forward to knowing how you make yours and how it's different or similar to how we do ours. Well, I okay, so we've done a couple of all-in-one ones because um, that's the so this is just as a scene. You've done this beautiful job. You've got this wonderful, well-connected story that's all kind of embedded in, and it feels like it's kind of embedded into uh, the props that you've got in the room as well which is fantastic. And each bit's got wonderfully interconnected and they've got quite specific interactions, uh, which is really great. And it's so different from the direction we normally come at because of the format we use where each of us kind of takes a bit of a theme and then does a bit mm. in there. We normally just get kind of it's like one puzzle or interaction. Mm. Yeah, we got yeah, like one I've... puzzle or interaction within there. Yeah, I sort of, sort of noticed that I think um, the first one of yours I listened to was the one that was set in a school where each of you had done a, a different room Mm. And there was like a science room and a, and a languages room and 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 in those you you basically like that was my first introduction to your format where there were the three of you it was you two and uh, uh, Alad as well was that was that no I think it would have been that Chris up? in that one oh Chris Chris, Chris one. no and Alad in the yes. others yeah uh, and you basically you you created it was almost like uh, for Danny you create a room that you fill with puzzles whereas for you guys you'd sort of created a puzzle. 
which you'd which you'd built into a room. Like you went, I have this as a puzzle. Let's let's build a a, a setting around it. And each of you brought a puzzle to the table, uh, so that you can each do each other's puzzles. Uh, so it's end up with a similar final product, but I feel like you come at it from a different side. Well, if anything, you're you're assuming a way more organized approach than what actually happens. So, <laughs> Danny, I get the feeling that you've got stuff kind of like mentally planned out for a lot of this quite far ahead. Oh, I, I very much do. I am not good at improvising. I have to have everything very specifically done in advance. Like, so we, yeah, we I, do I've like known a... about the existence of a Michelle for many months now. <laughs> exactly. And you're building towards that and you've got all sorts of bits and pieces. And yeah, and it feels like you've got this wonderful, huge story and it's all kind of interconnected. Whereas we generally go two days before recording. Oh, God, we need a theme. Um, uh, we're recording <laughs> on um, the International Space Station this week. And then uh. it'll get to the day before and we'll be like, we really should write a puzzle. And then we all choose a room in there. Uh, I and wish then just I kind could of do it like that. It sounds so much more relaxed. <laughs> uh. it, it sounds it, but when you're sort of uh, two or three hours before recording and you still haven't thought of a puzzle yet, it, that gets quite stressful. <laughs> Fair. We had a little bit of that uh, uh, with this episode, mm. which we'll talk about when we get to kind of discussing some clear playtest stuff. So I'd like to talk about this in a little bit. Mm. Um, for, going back to the room we just did. So we'll, we'll, before we talk too much about about kind of general escape roomy podcast. Oh stuff, yeah, talk about um, how this one went. How you guys yeah, did let's, differently? Let's, let's debrief a little. Like you both went to the grave first and right, foremost. Obviously, I actually start my explanation notes with. Now I know you're going to want to go to the grave, but <laughs> um, uh, now there are certain things that you got. I think like like in a faster way than me. So that double and triple to double the apples, to triple mm. the green apple. I, I, for some reason, I didn't, I, that didn't peg for me. Like I didn't kind of piece that together. What did I get? I was trying you to just weird. You take just... two apples. And I think I just yeah. wanted, I, I think I did a little bit what you did, Mike, right? Which was you saw double and you go, well, that's a number two. Triple is a number three. And for you, you were looking for the three digit code. For me, mm. I was trying to like go, I want two red apples and three green apples. I'm going to do something with them um, mm. rather than, what they actually are right which is to double and to triple they're they're not a number they're a they're a command uh but i got caught on that and you got and you sort of got it really quickly uh and then stopped yourself because the door you wanted 20 to fit the door mm. which i think is reasonable that was a hard like yeah i should i should have love shacked it seats about 20 seats about 20 um, <laughs> i should have been more specific that it was only rough but it's but but it's interesting right because i i had a similar problem which was and, and, and it's a problem that, that is super hard to combat, which is if Danny said there are exactly 15 slats, it would have been too obvious, I feel. Yes. Mm. But if she yeah. says there are exactly 20, then it becomes you want 20. And so it's it's hard to like get a visual of the door in a way that makes sense. Because in mine, Danny didn't specify about 20. When I did the playtest, she just said there is, there's some stuff. So when I originally put I put two red boards and three green boards, right? Because I got two and three, great. Mm. Uh, and she said, no, that doesn't work. And in my head, in the, the mental image I had was that I'd pretty much filled the whole door. And so I didn't think the concept of adding 15 when I just had five was like, that's way too many. There's never gonna, they're never going to fit. So Danny had to be like, that, yeah. you can fit a lot. But it's so hard to deal with people's mm. mental image that they pull out of the exact numbers you give them. This think- one was a particularly hard room where to, for whatever reason, to get what was going on in my head down on the paper to communicate mm-hmm. it to you. I think um, a lot of the times, uh, um, as a 
person doing the puzzle, um, trying to trying to solve it, you're often looking for exact details where often the puzzle maker hasn't it's a bit wishy-washy you know there are some slots there's going there's mm. going to be at least 15 i don't want to tell you 15 um yeah but as a as a solver you want to know exactly you know what am i dealing definitely. with definitely i think mm. i've got i've just got to really specify maybe with people in the future that i will have three levels one i will tell you the exact number two i will give you an about number which means a number will be important but not necessarily exactly what i'm saying here and then some <laughs> yeah, which means don't bother asking. But it is true because as mm. the as the person solving the puzzle, you don't know what the key aspect is, right? You don't know that mm. the number of slats mm. is only vaguely important, so yeah. you need as many definite bits of information as you can get. So it's it is quite it's a, it's a hard thing to balance when you're making puzzles for people. Mm. Um, mm. I mean, with that particular one as well, I was so happy that Ben jumped to that conclusion because I was genuinely like because it's that opening bit of the puzzle you're kind of trying to mentally hold everything in your head at once because mm. you're trying to think, is it significant with this, this, and this? And the fact that and Ben went, oh, okay, it adds up to this, bam. And the fact that the, the specific way that you went around this room, you did do that. You went, you looked at everything. So you had all of the clues held in front of you, no matter what different puzzles they were for. So you then did need to have a struggle of organising what went with what. Absolutely. Especially when we started trying to ascribe colours to other things because the <laughs> colours, the red and green were really the things that matched all of that up. Yes. But then when other things sometimes have colours. Bloody colour. <laughs> uh, was there any other, was there any anything that you guys found especially difficult or especially memorable as a puzzle to do? Did you, did you feel good about yourselves at a certain point or really dumb at a certain point? <laughs> so I it, actually, so kind of harking back to what Danny just said we we'd been around the room to begin with and we'd gotten sort of all of the initial clues we could get at that point um, and that was as you said it poses you with the challenge of trying to organize everything correctly mm. um, but actually the thing that made me feel really dumb is after we found the trowel and I just my mind went completely <laughs> blank that we'd found the stones already I'd even made a note <laughs> on my picture and I'd looked at it seconds before Mike said oh, the stones um and I just completely glossed over it. And I felt really stupid when Mike said, oh, the stones. <laughs> ben, Ben's got a note on top of the path that says, need trowel, question mark? <laughs> well, no, I, so I, I think my, my short-circuiting there was the fact that I expected to get it from the toolbox. And when it wasn't mm. the toolbox, ah. my, my, my head just kind of went, oh, you don't need this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, that meta puzzle, it's that meta puzzle at the end. Oh. Yeah, that was, that was interesting because for me, like, Doing that, I, I, when I did that in the playtest, I thought a little bit, oh, other than the A confusion, this mm. feels quite obvious to me. Because my first thought, if I ever have a list of objects, is, is that an acrostic? Does it spell anything? Mm. All the time. That's it. Of course, you have been involved in every episode. Well, that's so true. that's why I had to put you in the room, because I knew that for people who hadn't been involved thoroughly in every other episode these things weren't going to stick as well mm. like even if you have listened to them not necessarily unless you are actively trying to solve yeah. this puzzle as you went and i suppose um, to a degree as well um to sort of go in with the story somewhat um we weren't there for the rest of the you know even no. though so exactly. mike has actually listened to a lot of them um yeah we yeah, weren't it wouldn't there make sense for your characters to have known all of this information either no. so it's totally fine that you're coming in blind <laughs> that's true I 
I was trying to think of the process. I was like, oh, so how was that baby trapped in the thing again? I was like, oh, what was it? And I was thinking, is it something to do with the process in it? Is there some sort of process step? Yeah, I'm yeah, exactly. Right? Is uh, there? Is there? Are we about to try and solve the mystery mm. of why those objects were important? Right, but we didn't. We didn't mm. have to solve that mystery. We just needed to know what they were. Mm. But you're right. Mm. Like you could think, and what is the pattern? What have we done? This was an yeah. interesting thing for me because it's always a little bit unsatisfying when something just happens in an escape room, mm. which tends mm. to be my biggest problem with mm. magic-based rooms anyway. <laughs> ghosts, things can but just happen. For this one, I just sort of leaned into it and made things just happen because <laughs> ghosts, which I do feel a bit bad about. But it probably was the most d- d- ghost ex machina kind of room. Absolutely. Um. But yeah, so I really eventually had felt like I had to lean into the it is a semi random process, not something that you deliberately do for this sort of moment Mm. so that you couldn't find what you needed and try to mechanize the ghost catching. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense, I suppose. But it was uh, definitely tricky. Didn't even catch the ghost in the end, guys. You dropped the ball. (laughs) Yeah, this is the first failure. <laughs> <laughs> well, like purpose, purposeful failure by design, but yeah, this ghost got away. Alan Coo's running around the house. Dressed as Batman. I'm Batman. <laughs> oh, the, the, um, sorry, just back to you saying on the kind of the uh, the ghost ex machina thing. I just mm. the um I actually quite liked the fact that... So I've done a couple of narrative-based escape rooms and a couple of just sort of hard puzzle ones as well Mm. um, out in the real world. And my issue with the narrative ones is that often, yes, stuff will happen because story as opposed to something that you're directly interacting with. Mm. Um, And I like that just about everything that happened physically was as a direct result of something that we were doing as opposed to um, we, you know, disturb a leaf over here and a, a ghost open to greenhouse over there i i like the fact that yeah. all of the kind of the ghost moments were progressing story and pushing us on to the next bit as opposed to uh doing stuff yeah it, it is true it, there was a lot of ghosts but the ghost didn't do much he gave you hints at certain points mm. like you could trigger yeah, and things like ghost a ghost wiping stuff. away a gravestone i felt like that's the sort that's of thing yeah. you, could, you could see that being technologically very acceptable and kind of cool in a real escape room mm. wouldn't you absolutely yeah. oh, definitely. I, I, that would be fun but uh but yeah so you're right it, there wasn't there wasn't much physical it, yeah. stuff I've, from the ghost I, I won't say i've avoided it completely by any means but mm. i am trying not to make it horrifically egregious to the yeah. point of nonsensical uh, the, the, and, and I think this this one worked out well. Um, was there any other interesting sort of little puzzles that we did? No, none at all. I <laughs> I felt like Captain Clever Trousers when um, the Tulium Tri uh, Die Pen. <laughs> oh, that was well good. Done. I was extremely pleased with myself, mostly because I saw it and thought, I've got to say the answer to this before Ben does, because Ben will get it. <laughs> I was looking at it and I just... I. I, I had no idea what we were doing with it. In fact, even though I'd written Tulium down correctly, I did not put together <laughs> Tool. I had two Liam. <laughs> and uh. Yeah, it just, my head didn't connect it. <laughs> um, but These yeah, are the ones I like where there's also like, if you if you pull back from you need numbers for codes, I, I, I don't mind the idea that it is a perfectly reasonable thing to do that... If you accept that Tulium Tridipenta is the name of this plant, for the gardener who tends that exact plant to think, oh, that's cool, and use that name as mm. his t- toolbox mm. lock, his toolbox lock mm. code, 
make sense as a as a human sort of thing to do. Like, oh yeah, it's the Trident Penta. You know, that's my fun. Uh, rather than being so completely disconnected that it's just like I found some numbers, I opened the box kind of thing. I like there's a little bit more of a you could you Mm. could see why that would happen. And while you consider that as part of his character, these vines are very deliberate things. These are not just some weed that got overgrown Mm -hmm. like in the Mm. fountain. There Mm. is something very clearly deliberately done here. This is probably what he has spent all his days cultivating while letting the other stuff be neglected. (laughs) I'm busy. Exactly. Tending the vines. So yeah, there was something prized about these Mm. horrible, horrible vines. Which is nice, right? Because it's hard sometimes with locks. Um, to, to if you're trying to, to avoid the, and there's a lock, and you found a number, so it opens the lock. Because why? Why do they lock this? Mm. I don't know. You just lock stuff and sometimes. Lo- lots of people try to look for that. Like I noticed you were doing things like counting various bits of the posts and things like that. <laughs> and while that would be a way to get numbers. And lots of people do try that as their ways to get numbers, just saying, okay, well, there are four of this thing in the room. Maybe we need a four somewhere. Yeah. But... <laughs> what was the story that Adel yeah. Adel told in the, uh, when we had Haverhill Riddle and he had the escape room with his mother who, who he was looking for a code and she went, here's a chair. A chair has four legs. Try four. <laughs> Things like that. We, we will do that because that's the stuff that we... That's the level we're at with our podcast because our puzzles are so hastily slapped together. It's like somebody will be like, oh, there's a, a bucket full of stuff. And you go in there and there's 12 dogs and six things. And it'll be like you have to add all the lo- dog's legs together or something to get the number. So actually, a really good example of that was when uh, in my room in the in the police station, um, you had um, a code. Ha- the, the, the combination had um, RGB, I think, um, over the top of it. So you knew that the numbers were going to correspond to to colored things in the room and there was like one blue mm-hmm. table sure um there was a couple of things that Love was green it. and then alan um did something to a picture that squirted like uh, pepper spray in his eyes so there were two red eyes and um <laughs> oh, i like that <laughs> um, but it fun. took us half yeah. an hour look <laughs> <laughs> there is definitely a place for that i won't again i don't 100% avoid those by any no. means. But like, it's also very easy to explain away in some things. Like, yeah, they put a clue for the lock because the person here is kind of forgetful and they need a hint. Everyone has <laughs> yeah. password hints. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I true, mean, true. It's, it's, so, it's fun. I like the hints um, you guys okay. give, by yes. the way. We don't do like that, it. really. Um, and that was a nice you way of moving things along. Mm. <laughs> 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 like, like E is well, something it, you should be very interested in. You should be extremely interested in the the letter E. That feels like a correct thing. E E. It's like, no, I think E might be important. Oh, no, maybe maybe that E though. Yeah, I mean we we don't give o- over hinting, and there are plenty of points where we sit back and let you do what you need to. It's just if you're really close to getting a correct solution, and then it feels like you're going to dismiss it completely and go somewhere else. We really don't want that to happen. Like we had that uh, with, with, with Ben and the, and the, um, the 15, 20 plank sort of thing where you basically, mm. you solved the puzzle, had the solution, said the solution, but didn't say, but let's do, do that. And then went and did <laughs> something else. So like at that point, it's kind of that hint of like, no, no, hold, like you were there, like go back to where you were, go, like jump back 10 seconds and, 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 and actually, actually finish your it. thought, you know, because yeah, it gets yeah. caught up, right? And like, and like hints like that are, are really, are really quite good. Um, but there's also like the people listening at, to the podcast, you know, sometimes like you, you need these hints to just make sure everyone's mm, on the same yeah. page. Like these hints of like, okay, just in case we were all picturing this differently, mm-hmm. um, and uh, like you know, if if uh, some of them are like those little subtle word hints, you know, being like. Every time talking about the swing, being like, it's a plank, it's a plank, it's a plank. 
hey, the fence has these planks and the swing is a plank and we got these planks and the you know, and being like, okay, well the the in the well, end Well, it wasn't the planking thing the planking thing, the planking thing um yeah. that worked for you. It was that I repeatedly said, Don't forget it's got this white splash of yes. paint on it. That yes. could be very unimportant. It sounds very unimportant, but I promise you want this. Yeah. Yeah. I was extremely <laughs> pleased when that came off. <laughs> yeah, well yeah. done. Um, uh, so I'm happy that worked. We need to talk about this fence, this bloody fence. Uh, so we did now. We for people who are subscribers to our Patreon, uh, from for, since last episode, uh, they can now listen to our playtests. For so from episode seven, eight, and and onwards for the future, we're we're making these playtests. We're recording them, making them available. And now, this was a tense playtest. If you are a a, a five dollar donor, <laughs> you, you can. It's a bonus episode. We were yeah. t- we were tired. We were very sleepy, We'd been very tired up from this musical. But let's, and it was just a grim feeling. So episode. for people for people who haven't or can't listen to it. We're going to talk about this fence. So the thing that we were doing all, all day, we were talking earlier uh, about the fact that we spent yesterday between shows of our, the music we were in hurriedly trying to do a puzzle or hurriedly trying to fill something in. It was this fence because in the original run, in my mind, there was not enough to connect the swing to the fence. And once we found that the swing was in the fence, not enough to connect it to any given point in the fence. So the the swing was described as just as a swing, but without reference to it being like a plank or it. And well, this, it was a piece of wood. Yeah, it was a piece of wood, but only insofar as like it was a swing. Uh, and the fence was described as a short fence, uh, but without like we didn't have those connecting words between the two. And what happened in my head was I was picturing the swing as a square bit of wood or you know rectangular bit of wood, mm. and the and the fence. As you know, little triangle, pointy little things, yeah. picket fence style. They're not quite, t- you know, they've got little bits between them, so they're not f- touching. And uh, there was no way I was going to put, like, to connect the swing as being a bit of the fence. Um, and even then, once we finally did, I then had no idea, like, okay, well, where where would it go in the fence? Like, there's lots of new bits, there's lots of old bits. I I, I can't know where it fits. I think you wanted me to yeah. Just it to originally, the newest, it was like, take out the newest mm, of yeah. the slats, and I didn't think there was enough reason to do that. It felt really like to me very vague. You know, like sometimes you have a solution mm. and you just go bang, I've got it, I know. And this felt like a series of oh, I'm not really sure, and it was just like this kind of like yeah mismatch yeah, of what was working. in Danny's head to what. So we spent like. If you listen to this, if if, if, if people listen to the playtest, we, we started getting to the voyage of like, Danny was getting really demoralized <clears throat> that I couldn't see it. I was getting very demoralized because I felt really dumb because I couldn't see it. And we just, <laughs> so we spent. spent and- the next two, I spent the next two performances. There's a wow. scene in the musical where I'm asleep on the stage. Hey, I was doing the same thing. Okay. We're both asleep on the stage. And while the main character is singing his beautiful song, apparently we were both just lying with our eyes shut trying to think of puzzles to fix yeah, this. So we had no we were thinking <laughs> how do we make sure that the, there's enough description that the that there's a link between like the the swing of the fence or there's something to do to investigate this we, like the the paint job was good because it was both a thing that you could do and you scratch and you found the symbol under it symbols that didn't exist in the original playtest. Um or you know it's like it's a hurried paint job so like it's like they're repurposing this piece of wood so like and you can kind of work out through this it came from the fence the fence has mm-hmm. bits taken out you know all those symbols the food we ended up coming up with this food cycle idea like a kind of a you know this eats this eats this eats this eats this because at least that meant that once we f- connected the fence to the swing we could know where it was you know like mm. we need a new bit because that's a replaced bit 
and because it matches the symbol, we know exactly where we can fit it. If we had more time, we made we made we turn that into a that bigger into a puzzle. puzzle. Like, it wasn't but. a fox, but it was something else that fits that section of the food chain that gets eaten by people. But it, but. But it was we spent so long so. and we were so tired <laughs> <laughs> just just trying to piece this thing together and so every time you guys like when when you got it when you solved it when you looked at the puzzle bit we were just so happy <laughs> that it came together because it was so stressful trying to get this thing together but but yeah that for me that whole section of the room when I did the playtest was completely different it was a hunt there was no symbols no puzzle there, it was a connection thing. The descriptions were completely different. It was mm-hmm. hard. It was a terrible room and he hated it. <laughs> I hated it. It was the worst room. I can't. I just d- decided to cancel the show. Uh, no, like it was, it, was, it was so tough. So I'm really so glad it came together. Did you? Now, I know. Did you? I wanted to ask. Did you, before you scratched the paint and found the symbol, did you think at all that the swing was going to be had a connection to the fence, or is that what pegged? Not been, not a been. I hadn't made that connection of yeah. plank and plank uh, at all. Uh, mostly because my drawings mm. uh, of the two were very different. <laughs> um, yes, it can, this is hard, right? It's hard to manage people's internal. Yeah, and also because I have uh, like my grandparents had that exact like tree swing arrangement in their back garden, so I have a very clear mental picture of it. Yeah. So yeah, there was no no connection there whatsoever. And if mm. I, if it hadn't been for the the extra mention of the splodge of white paint on there and god bless you you don't put red herrings in thank goodness mm. uh wouldn't have um yeah wouldn't have given it a second look <laughs> so I'm glad we covered our bases yeah that i'm glad that worked phew is that the same for you ben absolutely yeah no it was um in fact i feel really really stupid now that you've just explained all of that because i did not until you just said it i, I did not even put together the plank on the swing the plank on the um, that we put in front of the door the plank i didn't even consider that they were all the same um even even uh, when you were when we were doing the puzzle um i still had a different shaped piece of wood in my mind for the swing that happened to that have just happened to fit. <laughs> yeah which it's in my head hard... now makes no sense but Ah, yeah, but it is such a hard one to manage, and we had all these. Mm. We were trying to figure out the best way. To, like, I, I, I think maybe you can tell I didn't have a wooden <laughs> fence or backyard swing yes. growing up, can't you? <laughs> but yeah, so it was just it was such a such a difficult thing to manage. I'm, I'm glad it worked out, but we had to we did we had to cover all these different sort of like how could they find this connection? Mm. Uh, and I'm mm. sure that maybe people listening at home or who would play this room with people. Who may have made it based on the descriptions? Because we did change the descriptions now. Yeah, Billy um, was reading over my shoulder as I rewrote the descriptions for the swing and the fence to make sure that it was really it covered not, the like, description that we wanted a bit better. Mm. Uh, but it was so it was so we we'll, we'll be interesting. Actually, if people have played the room or were listening at home. If anybody did connect the fence and the swing before the reveal of the symbol, we'd be really interested to. To hear from you, like tweet at us, send us an email. Um, I'd just be really interested. Or if people didn't, like if you, whatever you did, I, I'd love to hear how you made that connection. If you made that connection, at home. Mm. Um, just because it was such an interesting thing for us that we had to hurriedly do with very little sleep uh, in the last like day before we came in. So um, it'd be interesting to see things that I still want to talk about. One, you want to talk about some podcast editing things. Oh, yeah. Two, got to talk about the story. And three, I don't remember there was something else specific to you guys as guests, but I don't remember what something it was. About how they wrote their rooms, how they Probably. made them. Probably. Well, I let's mean, do I can it. only assume so. Let's let's do it in 
three, one, two order. So we should start <laughs> with talking about room design, mm-hmm. which we've already pretty we've pretty much covered this a lot as we as we talk. Um, so you you guys do a similar thing to us as a show. You have mm. you get together, you play this escape room that you've made. Uh, similar similar to us in 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 format. Uh, I would have said when I first listened to yours, I came out of it thinking that felt more like a real room turned really? into a podcast. Then, then oh, thank you. That's an, uh, why, why, what was what was what was it about their show that? that made I don't you think know. This? I think so. This was the one. It was a murder mystery dinner, super vegan <laughs> killer. Oh, I'm so sorry. That was yeah. That wasn't a that was not a good starting point at all. That was not a good place to hop on. But it felt very much like every time I was picturing it, I was saying, "Yes, I I believe this is a room. Like this is absolutely all stuff I can picture just going into the city and doing a real one." That's really interesting. Well, that's that's, that's pretty. And nice. yeah, I I tend not that's, to feel that with my be. own. That's interesting. <laughs> I so yours are much more. I like yours have got like proper story built in. And this was that was actually the first all in one one we'd tried, mm. and it threw up some massive problems. Really mm. huge. Well, because basically, it, so the whole angle we had when we started was that we're not going to be role playing while we do it, and it's something we keep on banging our heads against, um, which I think is the difference. Because when you're trying to put narrative into them, the way you guys do it is a really nice way because you can kind of merge. All you've got characters, and you know, Bill, you come in and you sort of fill in all the parts. And Danny, you're kind of, you know, you're the narrator, you're filling all this stuff in, which is wonderful. Um, whereas us, we're always ourselves presenting stuff. And that's always um, like when we're kind of dealing mm. with hard and fast things and kind of like real things, that's fine. But anytime we end up having like basically NPCs, we we have like a really bad history with NPCs because of the whole we don't take a role play approach. Mm. We're always ourselves doing it. Doing uh, it I like, think I would be ourselves. exactly the same. Mm. <laughs> Um, and yeah, and that's um, I think that's that's a really big difference between uh, between ours, and I think it's where the narrative side of it, you're you're just yeah, you guys are gonna have a have a much better time than us. Well, see, this is interesting because you've done more listening to our narrative seasons than our standalones. That's true. Yeah, the standalones, I they still definitely have their own story, mm. and even occasionally an NPC. Oh yeah, but... chicken farmer. Uh... <laughs> Season three, you really, you, I think you really stuck with a lot of. Mm. I think you you pulled that desire for the narrative from <laughs> from Children of Mysaris, and you really added it. Mm. So each kind of room in room season three had its own little story. Mm. Like Bradley Moose is the villainous bowling character. <laughs> um, the, the the there's there's a whole like the first season of first episode of season three. There was a whole scandal at drugs and Jim's like wars within the faculty of a university and the first season i tried but it was very much more oops locked in yeah but i think i think you do still build a lot of narrative in i mean i do standalone episodes they have a a i do come to it from a story-ish perspective much more than a puzzle perspective Mm -hmm. so yeah it's it's a tricky thing but i was more thinking less narrative i think i abuse the podcast medium a bit more (laughs) So I just go, yep, like secret agent chickens. Can't do that in the real world. That means it's perfect. (laughs) I think that's the other problem that we found as well, especially early on uh, when trying to develop puzzles. um, Mm. If you're trying to look for inspiration anywhere, absolutely, you try to look for inspiration anywhere, and it's either visual or even when it's words, 
It's um, mm. a word that's spelt incorrectly, but sounds mm. the same Absolutely. or something. And they're, they're really difficult things to get over in, a, like in an audio that, in an audio medium. You 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 have so many more options in an audio medium. Things you can do, you know, ways to restrict player information and things like that. But there are so many things you can't do. Like you can't. Like I would. I love tactile puzzles, but obviously that's not mm. a thing you can do. Yeah. You feel it in your hands. It feels rough and then a little bit less rough and then more rough again and then maybe it could wiggle a little Mm, who knows exactly it's so hard to hit a balance because with a you know if you were to throw somebody into a real garden you know they tear it shreds and they feel it apart and be like okay this feels like it you know these these vent posts feels like they feel like they might wiggle and that stuff you discover organically whereas when you're having to describe everything for people um in detail with their ear holes um suddenly Literally mm. everything you say is significant. Mm-hmm. And some uh, a problem that we've had a couple of times is that every now and then we'll throw in a little red herring, which will end up um, consuming the next 45 yeah. minutes of my life editing it out, <laughs> um, which our dearest friend Allard loves a red herring um, so much. I, he did he did a, a puzzle where it was a pick and mix counter <laughs> and he named, I kid you not, 25 different sweets um, in it, all of which were red herrings. Oh. It's just that the thing we were after happened to be one of the sweets. And I don't think I've ever been more proud and hated him more. Like, I could have driven to Wales to run him down with my car by the end of that edit. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. That's a lot of dedication to the to, to putting you through stress. <laughs> <Just> really <sighs> getting you. Um, yeah, it's, it, is, it's, it, is, it is an interesting sort of... Uh... But it's heartening to hear that you have the same challenges that I do. <laughs> Um, so we uh, once again, I think your oh, yeah. challenges are you, you prepare so much more than we do. The fact that you play test is fantastic, <laughs> and I think as well, it's I think it's um, fantastic for you, Danny, that you come up with all of this. Literally, the, the whole each season you come up with. I think that if any of us had to had to do that, we I, I don't think we yeah, could. You know, we're, we're so used to kind of making fairly small you know, it's a aim very to get different experience in 15 minutes tops. i am definitely um, looking forward to finishing the season breathing a sigh of relief and getting back to the standalones because <laughs> oh, yeah coming up with a story and then making sure you don't accidentally <laughs> screw it up at any point with something that derails the whole thing it's tricky <laughs> Yes. Uh, now so, I'm sure you want to get well, onto some editing before, questions. Well, I, had one, I had one more design question. Mm-hmm. Do you guys find that when you're coming up, because you, you, you talk about a lot about you'll suddenly have a theme, like with a couple of days notice, you'll be like, oh, that's the theme of this episode. Oh, it's going to be Space Station. Do you do you think you, you need your theme to come up with the sort of puzzles that you do on the day? Or do you have a little grab bag of puzzles you've designed that you can quickly reskin if you need to? Like, I'd love to do a puzzle about... Like with this dynamic in it, and I guess now they're going to be aliens instead of animals because we're on a space station. Like, how or do you just well, do you have to go the other way around? Well, weirdly, I think every time that I've tried, I've had a good idea for a puzzle and tried to fit a theme around, it's gone horribly wrong. Ah. <laughs> um, it's, it's just felt like really awkward and weird. Um, I think Ben's all of our best puzzles tend to come out of the environment, mm. so it'll be something like uh, we've just recorded um, the chocolate mm. factory, oh. um, and we had a really uh, it was a Billy Bonkers legally distinct chocolate factory, <laughs> and yeah. um, one what? of Billy the puzzles was <laughs> was for <laughs> it was for the Oompa Loompas HR department, and Alan just did this wonderful thing on he had he had a set of complaints. <laughs> Uh, it turns out they got lots of little P45s filled out and there were just lots of lovely little details and bits to this puzzle mm. related to the fact that sort of the specific HR problems that Oompa Loompas would encounter. That's awesome. And that's... But Ben, on the other hand, has um, 
uh, a wonderful method. So my method of coming up with puzzles is, uh, so I, uh, yes, Bill, I do occasionally come up with small mechanics mm. um, of, of things, but I never, never a whole puzzle. My puzzles are mainly, I get the room. Um, in fact, this has been less so the last few episodes, but um, I, I see the room that I'm in. Um, I try and look for mm. what we, we, we always try and find a key. So I try and find a really good pun that's <laughs> ah, revolved around the environment. That's, that's my yes. kind of puzzle. Look backwards from that. <laughs> In fact, so we're recording, it's May the 4th uh, when the next episode is going of out. Of course um, it is. And so we're recording a Star Wars special tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ben, I need you to take your headphones off for a second or mute yourself or something. He's gone. So right, tell us the puzzle. We're escaping the Millennium Falcon. Um, so, of course, I'm going to have the Obi-Wan Kenobi key as my <laughs> um, And then that one naturally lends itself to Obi-Wan Kenobi's luggage. Um, and then you just kind of work back from there, which is nice and easy. I like that. Ben, you come back now. So yeah, so it's, 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 probably, it's definitely secrets. a less organised approach. <laughs> uh, no, that sounds good. great, and it still follows the general thing of yeah. That seems to be the way a lot of people prefer their puzzles done is because it makes sure that they don't just feel arbitrary and thrown in. Mm. That they mm. very much fit and should yeah, be there. None of that, like the horror stories you read sometimes online of people who've just been like given a cryptic crossword to do in the middle of an escape room. Just like, oh, you just don't mm. just feel that. Well, like, just do the Sudoku. Like, mm. I don't know, just do it and you'll get some numbers oh, or something. Like, it's like, that's not, that's not a thing. And then the serial killer, well, he, he, he went to the newspaper and he got the daily, the daily crossword out. And, ooh, and he's, he solved it himself <laughs> and then went, ooh, I'm going to make my combination, these three. Seven down. And ooh. then I'm going to erase the whole yeah, thing. Like it's, just, it's just, you know, so, so having puzzles that are built from the environment is always a more, is a, is a better feeling. All right, let's talk about puzzle editing, right? So <laughs> I don't get to talk about this with other people, but I find it a really interesting thing. So I edit this, this podcast. Um, I'm just going to take out my Yeah, phone. Danny, you just go. Um, so I find that like, <laughs> there are certain things that you need to be aware of when you, when you edit puzzles, right? Like you need, you want to cut a lot of stuff, but you also need to keep in enough so that people listening uh, can follow along, right? So if someone says something, you know, you think, oh, that like you, you kind of have to, you have to assess every sentence, right? When someone's just kind of babbling, you have to be like, oh, that's actually something that'll help people kind of stay contextually with them as like to follow their chain of thought. Uh, how how much do you like when you're editing? Like, what what are your concerns when you're editing? Like, do you do you think about this sort of stuff? Do you just cut what's funny and what's not funny? Like, like, because I'll often piece, I'll often make a sentence out of like seven different sentences, and I'll take a word from each one and piece <laughs> it into a single long sentence that that gets their point across clearer, so that everybody <laughs> understands. I like, I maybe maybe I get a bit too deep into it, but no, t- t- I'm totally with you on that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um. I don't know, Ben, do you mind if I hop in here? Um, yeah, so you go first. I've got this. So we are terrible ummers, mm. like awful, uh. awful ummers and errors. Uh, I'm going to say sorry now, Bill, because I am the worst. <laughs> ben is the worst. I um, noticed I know a couple what Ben's of... um looks like. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's me. Sorry, effects. that was definitely me. That was Mike. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> um so when we first started doing it, I used I used to spend at least probably six or seven times the time of the recording editing, because mm. um, I was really carefully editing out ums, ers, gaps. Um, I was like maybe listening to everything three times to make sure that I had the puzzle down, uh, like everybody's individual puzzle down very very clearly. 
um, and then I was only keeping in the bits um, that were kind of sort of the narrative through towards the solution and then anything particularly funny in there. But the mm. longer I've done it, the more I've um, sort of relaxed a little bit. So now the only person who gets their arms removed are the, is the person presenting the puzzle because Ben. <laughs> That's nice. So it's clear. Because that way they... Yeah, exactly. So they deliver it with... Conf- it's, it makes them sound much more confident. So I'll do a lot more uh, time removal on them. So their sentences will have very minimal pauses. There'll be no ums, there ers, no repetitions when it comes to presenting the puzzle. When they're solving it, they can sound like a, a complete idiot. But that's <laughs> fine. Um, and then with the um, actual sort of the puzzle solving sequence, um, I've started to leave in tangents and dead ends a little bit more mm. whenever they're just you know entertaining. Yeah. So if something makes me smile, it stays in. Um, and then like you know. It could be that they kind of they chase around in circles for hours, and then I'll yeah, Bill, you're probably the same. You'll end up pulling a whole section mm. forwards or backwards uh, to link two bits together. Maybe you lose five minutes there and push it somewhere else. Yeah, um, I'm, yeah. I'm usually just... I'm usually quite like quite. Uh, I, I try and keep the sequence the way it was done. I, I generally occasionally try and, it occasionally work, I have though. had to change, especially for certain guests who have that tendency because we have different guests every time, right? So we have I have like a whole yeah. new mm. a whole new like method of of play to deal with every time i edit right so some people have different issues that you need to solve and sometimes you have guests who are very chop and changey they'll be like i want to look at this tree da, 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 da. i'm gonna go back to this mm-hmm. box i'm now gonna finish the tree puzzle now i'm gonna finish the box puzzle so once we've had someone who i can't even remember who it was who was who was quite jumpy like that so i've, I've i started re- like moving segments around very like a, a, mm-hmm. a few times generally i don't um with my with the ums and ahs i usually cut most of them but I think when it comes to puzzle solving, there's a lot of meaning in an um. Mm, you know, like yeah. it, it can really set both the tone. It, it helps people understand what's going on. And it gives, there's so much emotion behind a puzzle solving um. Uh, it's not just, and then um, mm. oh, we walk um, uh, over, um, over there. It's, it's that moment of you tell them something, you say, and then you find th- three eggs in the box. And they go, uh um yeah and i'm like that's great like that's that is puzzle umming that's an emotional gold, right? um. that's great you keep that in mm. and it gets everyone here on the same wavelength so i'm very like particular with the like the types of ums <laughs> and ahs that i keep in and you, and i have once i have once copied an um that was really good and i put yeah. it somewhere else i was like that's a great one i'm gonna keep this <laughs> only once i think it like by Saras somewhere i've done that it was too good I do it quite a lot when, um, in fact, it's mostly Mike. When, when Mike is utterly stumped, he'll go, hmm. Um, and those are great for, if there's a bit that is a bit of a tangent that doesn't really lead anywhere, it's not particularly funny, um, I'll cut that out. And that, hmm, is usually a great way to yeah. link into the yeah, next bit. It's a perfect bit. linking um, sound. Because you, you have no idea what the next thought is. You just know he's absolutely. got another thought coming. So you can choose the thought. That's absolutely. Great. <laughs> Um, no, but for people listening at home, I don't want to imply that that in any way the edits are, 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 are misleading, right? Like, like you you chop and change not to to be like let's make them seem different than they are or let's let's. But it's it's that point of people when they solve puzzles will say the same thing ten different ways, yeah, twelve different times. So you cut yep. it, and, and you just find <laughs> that like here's here's the thought. That they were trying to express, and I but I pulled it cleanly out. And sometimes that they sometimes they start half the thought, then they cut off, do something else, and then finish that thought later. 
And it's weird how much though that sentence pieces together. The extent to which people, when they're doing stuff, will be like, what about if... Oh, that doesn't make any sense. Oh, maybe oh, I'm so bad at puzzles. Oh, let's go over here. Oh, is that true? Oh, this... Maybe... What about the numbers? If the eggs were had had chickens in them. And you're like, great, I can just piece those two bits together. And yeah. it sounds so perfectly mm-hmm. like, oh, what if the eggs had chickens in them? Like, it just... It's weird how much people have such a natural flow to how they say their thoughts that sentences with entire tangents in between the sentence still fit perfectly. Um, and, and those are fantastic, by the way, because they're nice and easy to edit because yes. you just select a section and then you cut it <laughs> and cut it's it. gone. You're like, and that's lovely. It's when you find yourself going, okay, there's a puzzle here. They're halfway to the solution here and they solve it here, but there's 15 minutes of waffle <laughs> yeah. in between within which are some very isolated pearls and it's when you're trying to kind of piece those bits together i yeah. tend to find that it's kind of it's when you're listening through and if you're not finding yourself entertained by it if you're starting to sort of if you're losing focus while you're listening to it then it's like no this needs to be yeah, it's this go. needs to be cut down this needs to be cut down and that's it's the other thing right like if if you get halfway through a puzzle and finish it halfway later and there's really funny stuff in between it may still make it impossible for someone listening to keep track Right, because mm, they yeah. like and 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 having an audience that can keep track and follow is is important because puzzles are like they're they're puzzling, right? They're hard to follow, so mm. it's it like it makes a difference that you need to have that that feeling of well, if someone's listening to this, did they get all the information? Like, did they get it all? Could they could they solve? Like, if they were listening, can they solve it before the person does? Right? Mm. Could they be sitting there? My my one thing, and I've said this a few times, my favorite reaction and the reaction from day one that i was going for for the audience is for them to be sitting listening to the podcast and yelling at the people playing yes. for being so dumb and how do they not know it yet it's so obviously this and just like that's the that's the feeling i wanted like i really it, whenever i get that feedback from people like oh you know i just mm. i'm like oh how did you not know it was in the it's obviously under the box look under the box you idiots like that's what i want i, I love it but that's a hard yeah. that that requires a little bit of manufacturing. Right? You have to know, like, can, do they have enough information to yell at my guest for being dumb? Because if, if they do, then I'm happy. <laughs> like, that's where they yeah, need. Well, to that's be. the thing. I I get that a lot from people. So I get um, I've got where I work. I've got um, a few colleagues who uh, who listen to the podcast quite regularly, mm. and they'll be like, "Oh, I love this episode, but you guys were really stupid. Like, <laughs> you, you certainly missed this, this, and this." I'm like. No, no. So that bit took us over an hour to solve. But if you'd listened to it, you would have shot yourself in the head. Um, this like, we you know, this sounds coherent thought. and like we're idiots by design. Yeah. And I think that's another thing with us. And I, I don't know whether uh, you guys get it with having sort of different um, guests on every week, but or every episode. But um, we all know each other, and that's you know how how we kind of brought the podcast together and i think that we're we are also looking beyond the puzzle for things that we would lay for ourselves Mm. um which often aren't there (laughs) um but because we know somebody said something years ago um that might somehow link to this that Mm. there are so many additional things outside the puzzle that Mm. are going on um that sometimes we can be a bit blinded by that not so much think because you're right that is much harder to do with different guests every time some of them we don't know very well not only different guests the fact that we also Mm. supply the rooms for free to anybody who wants to play themselves we'll have guests we don't even know because it's some other it's a fan playing it with two other people who haven't even listened to the show like it has to be very accessible however 
what mm. this does do yeah, yeah. is impact the play tests because nowadays Billy's the only one who does the play mm. test for me and we tend to think in very similar ways or he knows how I do puzzles. Like, he's never going to forget to look at the door, for example. <laughs> Not anymore. He totally forgot to look at the yeah, fence, I, though. I had that literally going in before we started recording. I was like, I'm going to look at the door. I'm not going to look at the door. Excellent. Um, so, yeah, knowing the difficulty of things for the regular masses is a little bit different. The hoi When he's my playtester, mm. because... Yeah, because yeah. I know it. And I've, played, I've been here for every room that you've done mm. for all however many that mm. is. How many have you done? Have you done 50 yet? It must be getting I'm there. Not it. quite, though. Bloody hell. That's a lot. <laughs> I think... That, that was one of the really interesting um, things that you guys did early on. I think maybe either the end of season one or between season one and season two, you did the um, mm. how to make a room. And that gave a real, really good kind of insight, although it was quite um, sort of concise and, and, and I dare mm. say cut down. Definitely. Um, it gave a really good insight into how you guys or how you, Danny, um, put something together like that. And it was really kind of helpful going into the next series, Children of Osiris, kind of like being able to kind of link back to that how you make a room episode and kind of going, oh, I see what you've done there. And this is, it was kind of, it was really cool to do that listening. I, I listen on my that. way uh, to and from work. Mm. Um, uh. It was, it was interesting then to be able to deconstruct in a way uh, how, how you came up with the puzzles like it's that. It's fun. I, I'm revealing too much of myself. Oh, no. <laughs> no, it's good. It's really interesting. It's, it's nice to be able to, That's I think cool. Ben and I are probably going to listen to it with a slightly different ear than a lot of other people. As True. much as anything, because we're going to listen and be like, oh, crap, I can't use that puzzle ever now. Like, <laughs> that's gone. The internet's eaten that one. Um, I tell you what, though, it's something that... So you have no crap puzzles in your rooms, which is interesting, because I think one of the things that we quite enjoy is occasionally having a really crap puzzle. Occasionally I will really throw one in, one. usually in the standalone rooms, rather than these long, intense horror themes. Mm. But, yeah, there are sometimes a good time and place for them, and I probably don't do that enough. That's the, I just, I, I really, really enjoy them. There's nothing I sort of gives you kind of a more of a sort of a nice breather when you're editing than just a crap puzzle, which everybody's had a laugh with. <laughs> and it's as, as a puzzle, it's rubbish. The story's all over the place. They've forgotten details. Um, and But everybody has a good time doing it. And I mm. suppose because the reason that we started doing this was because we're all over the country and we don't get to see each other very often. Mm. So it was a re we wanted a thing ultimately that we could all meet up and do together. That's um, nice. It's so it's nice. kind of for us. It's nice for us to kind of have that time. I, I will say, mm. normally people you know don't like getting jerked around with fake things or being mocked or anything in real rooms. But the one time in a real room that I was solving a puzzle and ended up rickrolled at the end, that was a good time had by all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's gone as well now. Good grief! <laughs> oh, I'd have loved to have made that one. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> one thing i really like about uh about your your show is that um and i guess this kind of comes under the thing is um your sound effects throughout mm. you've got your know, really good kind of intro music outro music you've got uh and, and just really good use of um sound effects and and um effects based on what generally i think uh what you're mm. saying bill um saw you did that that seems to have kind of been developed yes, over time 100 so at the start i don't think we really had any i don't know when we first started doing any kind of sound effects um but like i know the first couple of episodes didn't have any um it took a while before us and even then i think that maybe we did it for one episode and then didn't do it for a while mm. again children my cyrus is very sparse mm. um season three there's a few more and this one they've been uh, a little i don't i never really want to overdo it i don't want to be like that sort of you know radio play Oh, let's just check out the tree. Dunk, 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 dunk. Mm -hmm. 
oh, I'll go through this door here. But like sometimes they're good to punctuate mm. the actions. Mm. Um, especially now we've got this ghost aspect and ghosts like making noise is an important part of being a ghost. You know, like it's nice to have the close, the creaking door and the, and the, and then we have the, we have the stock standard ghost reverb effect that I've been using that I sort of <laughs> built at some point and I just have not touched since cause it sounded good. Um, you know, so we, so we got all that, um, uh, I think it's nice. I think, I think it helps, and especially with story-based stuff. Like it's good to set the mood and set the theme. Mm, mm, um, definitely. But I, I, I don't overdo it too much, and I, and I, I sometimes think that if I, I sometimes worry that it's like, oh, maybe I just didn't have time. Maybe I was just too lazy to add a couple of sounds here. That would be um, me. If know, I did like, the editing, I think there was a point where I started. Like the game show one had a lot of sound effects, but that was great, right? Because it was a game show, and I was like, cool. Like that's what a game mm. show is about. And then others, you know, I think the episode right after that had like nothing. Um, but it's it's good fun to do. And it, it's great that there are so many resources for things like that, right? That you can you can jump on mm. freesound.org and just find. Oh, God bless sounds. that website. It's so good. <laughs> um, I think the one thing people on Freesound do, which is very funny, and I, like, I think it's, like, it's one of these ironies of... of, um, of Foley work. Foley work is... Too often you're like, oh, that sounds dumb because you just recorded what that actually is. But that's not how fault. Like, you know, it's like, oh, here's the sound of a door slamming. And it's like, then they slam a real door. And you're like, no, you should have just got like two random bits of wood and gone clunk. Because that sounds like a door slamming. A door slamming doesn't sound like a door slamming. It's like that Simpsons moment, you know, like can't use you can't use horses. You got to get cows and paint them like horses. Other way, around. other way, you know, horses. No. Yeah, yeah like, like they don't look. Like, horses don't look like horses on TV. And so sometimes with like these source trying to source free sound effects, you're like, oh, I see. Like whenever the the so often when someone's recorded the actual thing that it is, it doesn't work. So like for example, mm. Danny had a Absolutely. great one that really helped, which is we needed a sound in room six for when the bell gets thrown at someone's chest. Right, if someone throws a bell. And then it clatters the to the ground. With a metallic sound and clatters to the ground. And I was looking for bell sounds, but that's just people recording a bell. It doesn't work. And Danny <laughs> suggested yeah. the best thing, which is what we ended up using, which was, oh, search the word cutlery. And I found a person rifling through a cutlery drawer and just recording that. Just this, And it sounded like this perfect metal yeah. clatter sort of thing. It was completely not what was going on. Nothing was being dropped, nothing was, but it was that perfect sound. And it was so good that Danny came up with that as an idea because... Like finding that is 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 really is an interesting one. Foley workers, Foley workers, pretty exciting. I'd love to that, do that more. sort of practical. If I had work. more time, I would love to start making my mm. own sounds. I'd love to find the things that sound right and start to record them because I think it's so interesting and so so cool. I need to I need to start doing that with the rest of this year for next season. I'll I'll try and maybe try, start to do that. But just to drop in on recording your own sounds as well. Mm. Ambient noise. Yes. Like ambient sound, we have struggled with that so much. Ambient because we've mm-hmm. never. I rarely we do. We don't be able to get it right. Sound. Yeah, well, I, I rarely do. I did it once. I know when we were doing Children of Osiris, if you were past episode four, we had Matt Lee in the in the rainforest room. Mm-hmm. I had some ambient rainforest sounds oh. there. But even then, I would never keep them going longer than 15 seconds. Like, I, I have them... I think for that one, I have it when you're doing the introduction to the room, it plays for a little bit and then fades out and then just disappears. Mm, because at yeah. some point, 
it, it, I find it, too, it, it, it takes up it's too much It's very hard to tell. That's it's, a, very, it's very – and I don't thing. mean this as an, as an insult in any way, but it's very audio drama. It's very radio play that you need this constant feeling of, of – It's also one thing that I really don't notice when I'm listening to other podcasts. Mm. Like if you ask me any of the podcasts that I listen to, whether they have any background noise, I don't have a clue. Yeah. And, and there's some way where it works really well. Like uh, uh, some role-playing podcasts do it quite well. Um, and you get the right level of ambient noise. Um, but I think maybe there's something to do with, how, with needing to solve puzzles that makes it a bit of a distraction. <laughs> that sometimes you do need the, the, like the, the information to be abstracted out. You don't want to lose yourself in the situation. Yes. You want to find something in the situation. So you need to like pull back from like, ooh, and there's the raindrops outside. And ooh, and look at this. And like even just like having like you could, you could do the whole show by and just take like thematic ambient music and play it super quietly in the background but i think there's something refreshing about having just clean voices to be able to say let's just focus up here and solve these puzzles and, and like so ambient noise. i've used it occasionally but it's hard to to get the feeling that it doesn't mm. like mm. detract from the feeling um i will say however mm. that when used properly it really does give a sense of space it, you know, i really can um, yeah. I believe that but it's, for it's, sure. Yeah, but it's it's a real like technical problem. That's the thing. Yeah, it's, it's um, hard to manage. So do we use. Do you use um uh do you norm uh, match loudness at the end when you export when you um when you finish editing? Uh, I do it in a way too manual way. I do it. I do it far <laughs> too by hand. I'm I'm sw- I'm moving dials around and, and oh, doing okay. my own okay. levels of like yeah. I should. So we um, we normalize to minus sixteen lufs yeah, when we okay. export. Which is, I think, like the, the sort of the standard, the standard. Um, yeah. Which is great until you very carefully balanced some background audio against the uh, part, and then the whole, uh, yeah. Which yeah. is suddenly like a hurricane going in your ears, um, and that's something <laughs> yes. we've struggled with a few times. <laughs> that is hard. Yeah, I can imagine. I think the other thing we found with uh, that has been good to use ambient noise on occasion is, um, especially when we started, we all had just headsets we we had uh, which were of varying qualities shall we say and we also didn't have our sort of setups um quite right so we had i think one of the guys had a, a desktop pc next to where they were recording and so you'd get like a like a hum yeah. from that and so having an ambient noise was quite good to kind of help just to yeah, cover that that's up true. Uh, yeah. voices would puncture yeah, you through can, you can mask sort of that that little little things in the background with by putting some noise over it i mean it makes sense yeah just cover, cover a multitude <laughs> yeah. of sins um do you do you do you do you, how regularly do you do you do ambient noise? do you try and have it for every episode do you find it or, or every now and then absolutely not no i think um i've i really like the idea of it and i've toyed with it more heavily probably mike would you say yeah. and i've had varying degrees mm-hmm. of success with it it's a hard one to manage but i quite like actually I, I quite like what you've just said about having, and it's something that I've kind of not noticed. I think that's probably the best thing. That, that's the best sign you can have with ambient noise is when you don't notice it. Is actually yes. Now that you say, I recall that you had some ambience come mm-hmm. in, and then yes, it, it does trail away, and then but you don't really notice yeah. it. It does. So it sets, helps to set the scene, and then you know you, you've had enough of that now, and you can you know, move on with the nice, clean voices as, as you as yeah. you said. Yeah, and, and I don't I don't use it much. I haven't I haven't used a huge amount, but it would be something I'd like to use a bit more. Um, but I, yeah, I think I like that mm. idea. I like that you set the scene with it and let it just sort of disappear slowly until we, we you know we move on. This is such a long post episode. Mm. I like it though. We have a lot to talk about. I'm happy. This is this will be good. Mm. For people listening, <laughs> hey, look, you get like a, a lot of content. 
Um, <laughs> so I think we've talked about we've just kind of talked about the setting process and the design process, and it's, I, I, it's quite interesting. Do you want to talk? Mm. Any, do you have any other questions before we go and go to what happened storyline wise today? Uh, my only other question would be from the writing perspective. I say this a lot. I can't improvise. All of my notes are right in front of me. And besides tiny wording changes, I'm pretty much sticking to the script and trying my hardest not to sound horribly scripted. How about you guys? Um, so we mentioned our level of preparation <laughs> or lack thereof uh, earlier. So normally our, our notes, so your notes, uh, I love the post-show releases, by the way, the PDFs, they're great. Mm. And you've got really specific interactions of what mm. happens when somebody you know person turns over um leaf they find x underneath um for us we generally work from at best a page of notes at worst a hastily scribbled drawing and you can and a loose idea of how the bits fit together and you can make that work and sound like you know what you're doing you don't flail um mm. yeah although that's a ben's just i don't know if you got the webcam ben's <laughs> yeah. just held up yeah, um, an example of what he's looked like oh uh, yeah i mean there is sometimes some failing in there which we will cut <laughs> out but I think we're generally quite yeah. happy to, because because ours is, that's the thing. I think for you, because you've got so much that's interconnected with everything else, um, mm. it's much harder. Where we have done, I think we've done three or no, we've done four all in one episodes so far. Um, and each of those have been much more carefully written um, than our standard individual ones. It's easy enough to hold a single puzzle in your head so you can kind of talk around mm -hmm. how the bits work without having to have the specifics mm. noted down. And also that really helps with um, improvising where people have found weird ways of doing stuff. Um, so, mm. for example, we did one in a pub recently, uh, so recently a few months ago, uh, recorded live in a pub, by the way, um, where <laughs> I've done noise. this kind of fluid-based puzzle. Yeah, ambient noise. Well, I've got a lovely... Oh, I've got a lovely field microphone. Anyway, um, <laughs> where um, it was a fluid-based puzzle, so you had to do classics or fluid logic problem. Mm -hmm. um, but I'd mentioned in the setup that there was a drip tray, uh, and they worked out that you could use the drip tray to cheat the problem. Ah. Um, and I was like, yeah, that's actually, yeah, I've given you a drip tray. Absolutely fine. I'd, I'd even inadvertently told them how much it would hold. Um, so, ah. yeah, they used that. And because, because I just kind of had, like, a drawing with some numbers written on it, it was... You know, you can kind of improvise around that. Mm. Um, but yeah, where we've done all in ones, it's uh, it's impossible, and I've tried and failed. <laughs> yeah, well, it's tricky. Like mine, mine is less to say... do with how many story threads I have to hold together, and more because if that happened to me, I would freeze. I, I would try mm. to work with it. And what's but... on page fifteen of that plant book? Exactly, I can't <laughs> word right when that happens. You're a sadist, Bill. A sadist. So one one of the things that I've started doing when um, that we had a one in a market stall not so long back, and I mentioned that there was a load of books on the top shelf, and I think uh, Alid asked uh, what are the books, so I said, Mike, you're standing there. What are the books? Nice. And got Mike to do it yeah, for me. That's fine. Um, <laughs> well, that's often the symbol to our guest that something is unimportant is when Danny lets me describe it. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's like even early on in our room, she she said, "What way is the weather vane facing?" And then turned the question to me. And said, "Oh, Bill." What, what way is the weather vane facing? I was like, I'm north by northwest. It's a good indication that it's not in Daddy's notes, uh, therefore it's irrelevant. Um, yeah, 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 it is. It is a it is a funny one. Oh, it's, it's 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 cool. <laughs> but I think I think we probably spent a, a good amount of time talking about stuff now. Uh, so, so we can get to the important question and where if people don't want any potential spoilers. <laughs> This would be where they could. Oh, yeah, I suppose. But we don't know if they're spoilers. No, exactly. We don't know. I have no so, idea what's going to be. What the said. hell is going on, guys? Who's I, Michelle? I, I, who is Michelle? What's happening here? Danny knows. I have no idea. Because, like, uh, when I saw it, because Michelle, right, is a name that we have not heard. So I was stuck on Michael as well. <laughs> I have no idea who Michelle would be. Presumably, there'll be the person who is in the room that we've now been pointed to as the next room to go to. Like, 
I have no idea. I don't know what's going on. We still don't know who these like what these ghosts are now that we figured out they're not ghosts. We didn't get like any extra and here's what they really are. So I've no idea. Hmm. I was convinced that your next guest would be called Michelle. That was I was like, oh, the next guest is gonna be Michelle. It's gonna be a neat segue. Yeah, It'll be a but hilarious no, pun for later our on. Our next guests are called like Neil and Matt. I don't know who exactly is coming <laughs> on. Um but yeah, it's like so I've no idea what what's going on. M- Michelle is definitely like a character within this Culloden's mm. world. I I've- can confirm we have a Patreon donor named Michelle. Ah. I'll call her. Ah. She'll um, But like, so, so I've got I've got no idea. I keep coming back to like um kind of looking at it and I keep on thinking too small. I keep on thinking that it's going to be like Mike said, that um maybe a um the next guest or perhaps a um i don't know it's perhaps a fairly insignificant character or something but the fact that it's built up over eight episodes um it's going to be something big and and like and even then like yeah we also didn't get we we didn't capture the ghost this time which is which is also pretty big so we're not gonna we're not gonna turn all Mm. the ghosts into a sandwich i guess you were wrong (laughs) jpc uh who guessed that the ghost would be a sandwich i think that was jpc not adel um (laughs) Uh, so like, I don't still, so I still don't know what the ghosts are or who we're going to find upstairs in this. I don't even know what kind of room it's going to be. Like, what have we not done? Like we haven't done a dining room sort of setting could, but that seems a weird place to put a dining room. Uh, like a, like a study, a master bedroom, maybe like, I just don't know what's going to be up there. Mm, Spooky air and cupboard. Yeah. (laughs) We never found, we never found that necromancer in the basement that I was waiting for. Um, like I just don't know, and yeah, we didn't get it. We didn't get an answer to the question of of episode seven, which is, hold on, what are these ghosts? Because this new ghost is a member mm. of the household, a person who may have yeah, you know, had a connection to Michael Carlton again. Like it seems to exist physically within the room as well. Like the, we had the like these attended by Alan Koo was a physical sign, not a ghost sign. Like Alan Koo seems to be a real person who was in the Carlton household. And one question that I just want to know if you thought of any significance to it all. In the introduction, when you're making your way to the garden, did it interest you at all that all of the other rooms have more or less been the Culloden's just exploring and finding a room? Was this led us somewhere? Yeah, this was being very direct. But what was weird Mm. is this led us somewhere to a ghost who then said, what are you doing in the garden? Go inside. You should be inside. Like the ghost (laughs) in the garden was like, whoa, 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 what are you doing here? Get out of here. Go away. but maybe it wasn't Alan. Maybe it wasn't Alan that yeah. was was leading us there. So maybe maybe there's are two there ghosts, things at play here. Are some of the ghosts real ghosts and some of them not real ghosts? Are there ghosts and ghosts? Billy's just ghosts? staring me in the eye, <laughs> trying to interpret my expression. Because that could be interesting, right? Like, because yeah, you're right. We had house ghosts lead us to the garden, but then the garden ghost was like, "What are you doing in the garden? <laughs> Go inside. You shouldn't be here." Um, <laughs> It was so I got no idea. Maybe they're maybe they're not all working in in tandem. Maybe there's factions of maybe we're part of a ghost civil war, and then a ghost <laughs> infinity war, and then some kind of ghost endgame. Am I on the right track? Oh, I, Danny, Danny, she nodded. I'm on the right. I track. can't say yes or no without spoiling <laughs> Avengers Endgame. Oh no! <laughs> Is this CPU? <laughs> Culloden podcast universe. <laughs> exactly. Like, continuity. No, it's actually, if you go back to season one, it's the Jimmy Ragoletto extended universe. Oh, we had universe. so many Ragolettos appear in that season one. Uh, that's our that's our secret crime family in, in the world of Escape This Podcast, is the Ragoletto family. Um, 
<laughs> but yeah, so like maybe because like, that is true, right? We've got we've got a weird dissonance between being led to the garden just to be led back into the house. Why didn't they lead us upstairs mm. straight away to go see Michelle? So she could say, welcome. Ah, but welcome. the gravestone, the gravestone. We did find the... Well, is there anything... I mean, that's Michael... It was Mike, Mike Michael Cullivan's gravestone. gravestone and which the path been, was straight from there to find, there. I suppose. Did that, did that message... Do you think that message means anything other than just about apples? Something about his passions Michael being Michael Cullivan hates apples. <laughs> you know, red... He's triply green with envy for people not plagued by his troubles. What are his troubles? Who's not plagued? Maybe Michelle's not plagued. Maybe Michelle isn't plagued by his troubles. And he's, and he's envious. Maybe Michael Culloden died of the plague. Maybe he died mm. of the plague. Maybe his plagues, his troubles with the plague. <laughs> There's a whole dead household. That sounds pretty plaguey. <laughs> yeah, maybe everyone died of the plague. <laughs> it's Yeah, I've, I have no idea what's happening next. I don't know what's coming. I'm, I'm super intrigued to find out. Do we do you know because uh, to apologise again no, I've not I've been I thought to myself uh, several months ago when we started to speak that I would listen from the beginning and I got partway through season one I was like I need to hurry <laughs> up I'm going to skip to to season two and I've been like trying my best to get through season two um, and um, which is brilliant but it's like I, I'm I'm kind of really listening to things and occasionally like, going back so it's taking ages to listen to um, so. Do we know how, how Michael Culloden, Culloden uh, I died? I think I assumed he died in the car crash. And I think we were told maybe he died in a car crash. He mm. did die in a car crash. And and I think that's what happened. The first, uh-huh. the very first ghost was like, oh, what have I done? Sweet Jesus, what have I done? Become a thief in the night, mm. become a dog on the run. That's lame, miss. Um, but uh, <laughs> so I think he died in a car crash, which I mean, I don't know if there's any, maybe he didn't, maybe he didn't die. Maybe he snuck away and faked his death. And the mm. ghost, I mean, we have seen, there is a Mike Culloden ghost who's been wandering around the halls shouting at people. So there's some, but we also know that the ghost doesn't necessarily mean that that's how they died because of the baby. So it could be that Mike Culloden, mm. in fact, it could be that all of these ghosts are like, have a whole different story going on in their lives. All of this Mike Culloden's an angry guy and all that like, could be completely faked because most of it we've learned through ghosts who we know are possibly lying to us. Like... The whole validity of everything we've discovered so far about Mike Culloden and the situation in the household is completely thrown out the window because I got no idea. Maybe Bill's a ghost and and he's lying about it too. <laughs> also, I, I I don't know if this is going to throw anything, but um, aside from the baby, all the ghosts so far have been sort of um, servants of, of Michael yeah, Culloden. Yeah, pretty much. Being... I mean, the lawyer maybe not quite a servant, but they all worked for him. Yeah. And what's a baby yeah, yeah. except for a so perhaps see a more businessy side? <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's in, yeah. Like we haven't seen any like kind of extent. Like other oh, yeah, the baby, but other than that, no like extended family or friends. I mean, maybe he just doesn't have any friends because he's a mean, mean old man. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's 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 a weird situation. To be fair, it's a haunted mm. house. It is a household. You need just the members of the household. <laughs> Welcome to my haunted house, and here's my friend Bill. Oh, and here's Jack. Jack's down. Jack's, Jack's come down to the road. He's here to play the cards. Zookeeper from the, zookeeper. the next town over. Um, it's ah, oh, it's weird. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. If you know what's going on, send an email titled "Spoilers" in huge letters so I don't read it. It's and Danny true. can assess. I, I do read the emails. Sorry again if you sent an email with theory and I haven't responded to it. 
it's, maybe you're right. It's not because you're right or wrong. It's because, <laughs> oh my God, I just haven't had time to do anything, but I do read them. Uh, I do read them and they make me happy. So yeah, send them through. Um, all right. I think, I don't know if we can get anything more out of that, the story. I think we just got to wait till next Perfect. episode. Perfect. I, I feel good about hearing mm. you theorize on that. She's changing it all. She's pulling a lost on us. the next one. <laughs> Yeah, because right. the next episode is the second last one, yeah, right, so the presumably penultimate. there'll be a lot of reveal oh, there. Oh, yeah. It'll be big. Um, okay. Well, thank you guys for coming on and playing through our room and thank then talking so for way too long with me. That was great. I'm sure our audience <laughs> will definitely appreciate it. Um, yeah, it was really great to have you on. It was really great to find your show. I can't remember how we found it. Probably through Errol, right? Probably Errol. Errol finds everything. Room Escape Divas Errol. Just There's a new <laughs> podcast. Here it is. Hi guys, welcome to podcasting. Welcome, talk to me about podcasting. <laughs> he's, he's lovely. He, like, Errol's the entire reason we got the audience we got because he Absolutely. kind of in, invited us into the escape room enthusiast online communities. Um, but no, it was really oh, great. We, to we, we need to talk to Errol. Talk he seems like a nice guy. He's lovely. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really great. To, like, it was cool to find your show and to see someone else doing the same sort of thing. I'm glad it's really worked out. Uh, we will send a cease and desist soon, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, look for people who've listened uh, and, and and thought it was interesting talking about the, the way they design their puzzles. Go and go and listen to some episodes. Um, do you have a do you re- do you have an episode you would recommend to new listeners coming into the show? Oh, I've put you on the Ooh. spot. I've got a couple I wouldn't recommend. Well, you, yeah, you already told Danny what one not to start with. Not the vegan train. That's bad. Train. I thought you said. Did you not say train? No, not even a what little was it? bit. It's a murder. Yes. I think I just think of the Orient Express. <laughs> not the vegan murder. That's bad. I mean, not the Brexit special. Not the Brexit um, special. Ooh, if you're, I'm that's about that. Brexit. If you're that's a recent politically one. minded. <laughs> um, I don't know, Ben. Think of a good one that we've done. I'm thinking. I'm trying to think of one that's like really kind of typical of us. Um, oh, I think the police. I think the police is... station's a good one. Probably, yeah, probably the police station. Um, All right. That would probably Listen be to the police station. If yeah. I'll have it linked in the show notes below. Uh, uh, and, and, and everything else. Uh, where, where can people, if they want to find you, where can they find you? So uh, we've got a website, theinfiniteescaperoom.com. We are also on Twitter at T-I-E-R underscore podcast. And I think we're on Facebook as well. Are we, Mike? You, you, you look after I, I do, I do. Uh, but our Facebook, oh, we're on Facebook at, I guess, The Infinite Escape Room on Facebook. I don't know how <laughs> Facebook works. Just Google it. mostly Escape easier for corresponding with Bill. Yeah, that's true. Um, all right, lovely. I'll have links to, to social media stuff below as well. Um, and as well, for people who want to contact us, it's always the same thing. Our email is escapethispod at gmail.com. We are on Twitter at escape this, uh, esc- this podcast because I just did them the wrong way around. Uh, we're on we're escape this podcast on Instagram. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Facebook slash escape this podcast. Um, and you can always send us an email if you want to talk about anything, if you have any questions, uh, if you have any room ideas, or if you have a room design. Uh, we're always willing to talk. It's always great to get emails from people. And for everyone who got involved in my gloves versus mittens debate on the <laughs> Facebook page, thank you very much, but you're all wrong and terrible people. Uh, so yeah, there's, lots of, there's obviously there's a lot of action happening on Facebook. Uh, we also have a Patreon set up if you want to help support the show. Uh, we have some recent people I still need to send thank you emails to that I haven't sent emails to yet. So if you get a late one, that's because I was doing so many musicals that I died. But um, uh, yeah, it's look, people who support the show, it's absolutely wonderful. We have a whole... Anyone who supports has the option... Well, not the option. The opportunity to have their name appear in an episode. It will get there eventually. In this episode, we had Alan Koo. Mm-hmm. If you couldn't have guessed that one. Uh, who's been a long-time supporter. He's a wonderful guy. 
Um, I can't remember Michelle's last name at this point, so we'll leave She's that. in the next episode. <laughs> uh, but also, Five Dollar Donuts, there are bonus episodes. We have episodes where Danny takes public domain murder mysteries and converts them into playable experiences that I play through as the detective, uh, which are incredibly fun. Uh, I really enjoyed the, I'm still so proud of the last one that we did. It was nice. I just felt so smart. Uh, so they're, they're great if you want to listen to those. Uh, our, and our newest edition, which we mentioned earlier in this episode, uh, for those $5 donors, we have more bonus episodes, which are an addition. They're not replacing the murder mysteries. They'll just be even more of these. Uh, we're putting our playtests up. We're recording ourselves when we playtest the room. And so it's more laid back and it's talking through it's, the puzzles as we go. It's much more rough and you'll be able to hear the differences. You'll be able to hear how angry some, we get at each other about this puzzle. In some cases, puzzle. yeah, very different to the final product. Yes, so for this one, this, well, the room is very different in, in how it ended up. And sometimes they're fairly similar. So if you want to listen to those as well, those are bonus episodes for our Patreon subscribers. There's also more. Uh, there's There's... There's badges for ten dollar donors. Well, I need to organise another badge creation to get more out there. Um, and, We're uh, working and, on it. We finished this show. We're trying now, to put a so bit more we'll focus on time. on some rewards for people over there. Uh, so, I think we're all done. Uh, thank you guys again for coming on. It's absolutely wonderful to have you. You did very well. Uh, go Thanks listen. Very much for having us. Go listen to the Infinite Escape Room. Go listen now. Pause. There's only like ten seconds left, but pause this episode and go listen. Then come back and listen to the last ten seconds. Um, <laughs> Uh, and I think we're done.